0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: 2023 NFL Divisional Round. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL, because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. As always, I can't say as always, because as every week, but last week, I am Chris Dunnels at Chris Dunnels on social media joined not as always by the one the only stats. Stats say hello to the people. Hey,
2: DraftKings is right. It's nice to be in on the action. Happy
1: to be here, Chris. Yeah, so Spence, uh shout out to Spence. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, he's trying to travel in this weather right now. Stuck who knows where. Hopefully he's he's home or or on his way but dealing with this crazy winter weather. Uh, So filling in as a more than adequate substitute, we have our producer stats uh, joining me to talk about the AFC this week. I'm so excited. We're getting
2: down to the nitty gritty now. This is one of the best football weekends of the year because you've still got four playoff games. So it's not like championship week where there's only two. You've still got like a full
1: weekend of games and they're so, so meaningful, obviously. Yeah, so I mentioned at the start of the show, we're going to talk about the AFC, which means we're really focusing on just two of the four, so half of them. That would be Texans at Ravens and Chiefs at Bills. So I'll just pose this open-ended to you, Stance. What are you think your first thoughts about these two games? Well, I think it's obviously all about the
2: quarterbacks, and it's crazy to say, but the quarterback I have the least confidence in is Lamar Jackson. And it's wow. not because of anything he's done this year. He's played great this year. But in the playoffs, Lamar has not been the same as regular season Lamar. And it doesn't mean that he can't and doesn't mean that he won't. But I've seen CJ Stroud light it up in a playoff game as young as he is. I've seen Josh Allen do it. I've seen Patrick Mahomes do it. I'm waiting for Lamar Jackson to do it. And hopefully for Ravens fans, he can do it this week.
1: So let's talk about that game a little more Then Texans Ravens. Right now, the line is Ravens minus nine home favorite. So looks like fairly confidently the at least the sports betting world thinks the Ravens are going to win this game regardless of how Lamar Jackson plays. So with the big caveat of what you said about Lamar, are you still picking the Ravens? Yes, I'm ultimately picking the
2: Ravens because I think their defense is good enough that even if Lamar doesn't play his A game, I think the defense is going to do enough against the Texans' offense. And Baltimore is at home. John Harbaugh is is good in playoff games. So I'm ultimately going to pick the Ravens, but I'm not, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a vintage Lamar game. It might be kind of a just a eh, okay, Lamar, but the Ravens' defense, you know, carries them.
1: Yeah, you know, I heard the same thing about the Browns defense last week, right? The, with the Browns and Texans, that the Browns defense is just that good. They're going to be able to to hold the Texans on the road in Houston, yeah. and we just didn't see it at all. C.J. Stroud, you mentioned, just lit it up, played one of the best games, maybe his best game of the season, 274 with three touchdowns in a playoff game against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So... I don't know about this one. I wrote an article for DraftKings last week where I did a parlay for all of the AFC games and picked the Texans to upset the Browns. So I was right across the board with all of my picks. I'm not sure I'm going to take the Texans here, but I'll definitely take the points. I think CJ Stroud and the Texans can at least keep it uh, within nine. Did you just go on that long soliloquy just to point out to everybody that all your picks were correct? No, I didn't. I went on that long soliloquy because I wasn't sure where I wanted to end with that because (laughs) in my head, I was like, am I actually going to take the Texans here? There was a second where I thought I might take the Texans and I needed that time to ultimately conclude which Uh, way I was going to fall on. Well, you were perfect
2: and Spence was texting us from, I don't know where he was, the bowels of a snowstorm somewhere. And he wanted us to point out that he was also 6-0 last weekend. He was perfect picking the winners.
1: Yeah, so I was perfect in the AFC. He actually was perfect across the wild card round. So as bad as the Eagles had looked limping into the playoffs, I didn't think Baker, his boy, Spence's boy, Baker Mayfield, uh, was going to be able to do enough against the Eagles. But... Spence picked the Bucks, rightfully so. So, yeah, clean sweep for Spence. So, even though he's not here. Anyway, Stats, play the bell for him. So, congratulations to Spence for a clean sweep last week. Hopefully, he can do it again this week. He's Spence picking- is taking the Texans. I can't. No,
2: see, look, though. He was sneaky. So, he texted us on the group chat, and he said... I'm taking bills and Texans for AFC, but he didn't say, was that
1: straight up? Was that with the spreads? No, that's straight up. That's straight up. I know Spence when he, when he says that he means straight up money line, he's taking Texans to win bills to win. That's, I mean, that is bold.
2: I I think the Texans will play well. I don't think, you know, it's going to be a game where Baltimore can just show up and win. Like they're Houston's going to be a tough out, but. Baltimore was really
1: good this year. So that that is a bold choice by Spence. Well, here's the thing. I remember a couple points I want to say. One is the Texans and Ravens already played once in 2023. Uh, very early. It was sometime in September. Stroud and Lamar both played. And Lamar threw for 169 in an interception. No touchdowns. The Texans turned the ball over, I believe, four times. Once was a sack fumble by Stroud and three turnovers on downs. It, it was a really squirrely game that if a couple things go differently, maybe the Texans don't lose by 14 points. The final score was nine to 25. So I could see a scenario where we've seen Stroud get better and better as the year gone. He's wants to now show that that 14 point loss earlier in the season at Baltimore, by the way, uh, was just a a one-off little fluke. It would not surprise me if the Texans upset the Ravens. That literally was week 1. So that was
2: Stroud's first ever game. This is like a nice test, right? Like this is a a very clear test of like how much have you developed from earlier in the season to now if you are CJ Stroud. Houston averaged 3.7 yards per play in the game. That's why I'm so confident in this Ravens defense because Lamar doesn't have to put on the Superman cape in order for Baltimore to win this game because I don't know that C.J. Stroud is going to be able to do enough, especially missing some of the weapons that he had in that week one game. There's no tank Dell in this game, obviously. That's a huge difference. Um, Maybe if Houston had all the weapons, I would feel a little confident that they could pull off the upset. But I just I think that Baltimore is too good. Houston's had a nice season, but I think Lamar is finally going to get the the playoff, uh, you know, monkey or whatever you want to call it, off of his back.
1: There's no Tank Dell, but Tank Dell had three catches for 34 yards in that game. On the flip side, there's no J.K. Dobbins, who was one of the the Ravens' leading rushers with a touchdown in that Week One game. So. I don't know. I I think the injuries to both teams kind of might be a wash. I think C.J. Stroud, for the reasons you mentioned as far as it being his week one game and now potentially uh, the rematch to, to put that behind him in the playoffs, setting up for a great story. And this is a scenario, too, where it reminds me of Joe Burrow, where you've got a young quarterback who is so young and naive, they don't know how scared, crapless they should be, right? Like, C.J. Stroud's just going to come in. He doesn't know that he should be a little more conservative, that maybe he should check it down. No, C.J. Stroud's going to do C.J. Stroud things and throw that ball around, and I think that no matter what, this is going to be a fairly high-scoring game at least. The over-under for the game right now is 43-and-a-half. You taking the over or the under there, Stats?
2: Hmm. 43. See, that's an interesting question, and it actually kind of leads into exactly... The point I was going to bring up, Lamar Jackson uh, met the media this week, and they add they said to him, Lamar, you've never scored more than twenty points in any of your playoff games. How much more confident are you now with the offense that you have that you're going to be able to score more than twenty? And he laughed, and he you know he said very confident. He kind of laughed off the question, and it just gave me those Tom Brady vibes before the Super Bowl against the Giants when he said. We're only going to score 17 points, and then they didn't even score 17 points in the game. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of that, but it just gave me, like, agita when I heard Lamar Jackson say that. So now you're telling me the over-under, and it's right at that 21, 22-point mark for Baltimore. I don't know. I'm a little nervous.
1: Are you walking it back then? Is some of the confidence shaky then? No,
2: I because I think the
1: Ravens could still score even
2: if Lamar is handing it off, or maybe the defense gets a score. I'll
1: still... I'll take the over, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I'll take the over, and I feel better about that than I do about the outcome of the game. Ooh! And that's not with the points. That's straight money line. I feel more confident about the over-under right now than I do about... Let me look again. Texans plus 320. Underdogs right now, Ravens minus four ten favorites. I still feel better taking the over at what is it minus one twelve than I do taking the Ravens at minus four ten. Just because both of these offenses, I think Lamar is going to have a decent game. Truly, I do. I don't think he's going to jinx himself the way you're. You might be afraid, but I think that C.J. Stroud could pull a, a bunny out of his butt and find a way to win this game.
2: Man, Vegas is really confident in the Ravens. Minus 410 on the money line? That means, if you don't know, that means you have to bet $410 just to win 100 bucks. Vegas is telling you that there is no way Houston
1: is winning this game. Yeah, but I, and I can't recall offhand. I think it was in the plus 300s or, or minus 300s last week. Mm-hmm. It was the same with the the Texans and Browns. Everyone thought the Browns were going to win. The the Browns were favorites, were road favorites, mind you. The Browns were favorites. They were Vegas betting favorites. And C.J. Stroud and, and the Texans silenced all of that. It could very well be a scenario where they do it in back-to-back weeks.
2: I'm, you know, just wondering. We all kind of thought the AFC would, would come down to, like it might this year, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. And maybe C.J. Stroud, like, this is his announcement. Like, hey, guess what? You my name is in this ring, too. Like you are you have to include me in this sort of murderers row of AFC quarterbacks that we always talk about. And what an announcement it would be to go on the road in Baltimore against Lamar Jackson when he's arguably the MVP and pull off the upset.
1: Yeah, so I think the the fourth quarterback in that potential quartet would have been the one I mentioned earlier with Joe Burrow. Yeah. When he's fully healthy, I think a lot of people would have expected. If you told me before the the season started, your four AFC teams are going to be Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, and you tell me the fourth, I would have said Bengals. (laughs) Right. You wouldn't have said Texans. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. So shout out to the Texans, their coaching, their front office. Everything they've done, including the decision to to draft C.J. Stroud. Let's talk about that, too. And shout out to the Panthers uh, for their decision to take Bryce Young. Bryce Young might very well end up being a great NFL quarterback, could very well end up being better than Stroud. But one year in a vacuum, who, oh, man, you think the Panthers are looking at C.J. Stroud playing in the playoffs and think about what could have been? How could you not? Right. I mean, how could every minute of every day
2: that's got to go through their head? It's unfortunate. But hey. That's what happens. Uh, The other thing we didn't mention, by the way, Mark Andrews is really working hard to come back for the Ravens. Uh, He took a big step in practice this week, apparently. If they can get Mark Andrews back, that is a massive boost for Baltimore.
1: I think he's going to be back. Now, how much he plays, I don't know. But Vegas oddsmakers typically know something or... Uh, have an inkling of a suspicion more than just your average layperson and right now Mark Andrews is only plus one fifteen as an anytime touchdown score in the game a- that's as opposed to someone like Zay flowers who's plus one forty five. so Vegas is saying it's more likely that Mark Andrews scores a touchdown than someone who we know will play like Lamar Jackson at plus one twenty obviously that's rushing touchdown not passing touchdown so, I would be very surprised if Mark Andrews doesn't play at this game. But what about you? I think he's going to try to gut it out. I mean, look there, you know,
2: if you win this game, you're playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and if he plays, he's going to get red zone targets. The Ravens love feeding Mark Andrews when they get down to the red zone. So the bigger obstacle to me is not whether or not he scores a touchdown, because I think if he plays like that is happening, it's just whether or not he actually gets on the field. John Harbaugh said, we'll see how it goes. You know, coaches of course, are, he's going to say that right. they're not going to reveal any injury, anything before a big playoff game. But if he's in there, he's going to get a touchdown. I just have a feeling.
1: Well, yeah, so I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? The big question is going to be if he's in there, and you mentioned it earlier that this is the playoffs. This is you were three wins away from ho- holding up the Lombardi. That that's it at this point. So. If Mark Andrews thinks he can go, he's going to try. They're going to shoot him up with whatever they can. He's going to cross his fingers and hope that nothing gets worse, and we'll see. So I think he's going to play, and at plus 115 for an anytime touchdown score for the reasons you mentioned earlier that the Ravens like targeting Andrews in the red zone, I might place that bet.
2: I absolutely would. Uh, I think Lamar's going to get a rushing touchdown, too. I would actually place both of those bets,
1: especially – Lamar like Andrews is plus 115 Lamar is plus 120 yeah Lamar just has this
2: get out of jail free like it doesn't matter what the if the defense has the right play call or whatever he just drops back if he doesn't like it he's just gonna take off he doesn't have to force it to anybody and you know especially if like he kind of starts off slow as a passer and maybe things start to, you know, get out of hand a little bit. He can always go back to that. Just let me just take off and run and calm things down a little bit. Kind of like Jalen Hurts used to do when the Eagles were a functional football team. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar's getting into the end zone, too.
1: I know we're supposed to only talk about the AFC, so I'm going to keep my word and only talk about AFC games this week. I want to talk about that NFC game last week. What's wrong with the Eagles? What, what do they do now?
2: You gotta fire Sirianni.
1: You have to
2: fire him. Right? Yep. They were ten and one, and they just they looked lifeless out there. Your head coach has got to be the guy that pulls you out of the funk when stuff starts to go sideways, and he just looked like he had no answers.
1: Yeah, it was for people who were Eagles fans, and and I know many they were telling me before the game they were just ready for the season to be over. <laughs> they knew coming in how, if not against the Bucks, against someone like the Cowboys, thinking that the Cowboys were going to win, uh, but against a team like the Cowboys, they thought there was no chance. So I have no clue what happened to the Eagles down the stretch, but they were too talented to get beat like that.
2: Womp, womp. Sorry, I'm still, as a Niner fan, can I just really quickly... Please. All you Eagle fans that think that the Eagles would have beaten the 49ers in last year's NFC Championship game if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, let's revisit that take, shall we? Yeah. Shall we? Baker Mayfield diced your ass up.
1: Well, it's because Baker's MVP, right? Come back player <laughs> of the year, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> sure, say it now and Spence can't defend it. Exactly, exactly. All right, so I want to hit one final question before we start talking about the other game because we spent a lot of time here talking about – uh, the Ravens. And that is stats. What's your take? Rest versus rust, right? We've got the Ravens a few weeks removed now from putting a 50 burger on the Dolphins. Then they rest players like Lamar against the Steelers. Then they get a buy. What is your thought now? I think it really
2: depends on the kind of team that you have and how many veteran guys you have on your team. Like for a team like Houston, I think it's actually better that they are just no rest. Like they're in the middle of it. They're in the flow and they're just going. And it's like, hey, we're just going to ride this thing out. But when you have a team like Baltimore, a veteran team with Lamar, obviously a veteran quarterback, I don't necessarily know that having to play week after week is the best thing for you. I think having the week off to rest up, especially when so much of what Lamar does is related to the physical health of his body. Um, I think that the week off, I'm not worried about rust. I'm really not. I think it's better. Yes, it could potentially be scary, but I think the value you get from the time off outweighs that.
1: So it's not perfect, but it's worth it. Well, to be clear, it's not really a week for Lamar. It's kind of two weeks because of the Steelers game. So this will be his first game in three weeks where... I guarantee you if he comes out shaky and throws an early pick, that's immediately what the talking heads are going to point to immediately. Yes,
2: 100 percent. And I look, I'm feeling it with my Niners because they did the same exact thing in the NFC. Brock Purdy didn't play in week 18, so he's essentially going to have three weeks off. And Kyle Shanahan spent all yesterday telling people why. Well, it's not really three weeks off because we went really hard in practice. Whatever, man, that's we know what the narrative will be if they start slow.
1: Well, the good news is Brock Purdy is not known for throwing interceptions in important games. That didn't happen like three times in one week. All right. So let's talk about... I'm sorry, Stats, did you want to say something?
2: Yeah, you're a jerk. That's all.
1: Okay. Vacations can be
0: tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: Uh, let's talk about Chiefs Bills since Spence isn't here to defend his Bills. Uh, Bills right now minus three point home favorites to the Chiefs, which essentially means pick 'em, right?
2: Yes, they always give the home team three
1: points, so it's yeah, that doesn't really tell you much. Yeah, so in a pick 'em, I, we mentioned earlier that Spence has taken his Bills. So let's not bury the lead too much. Stats, who you going with here? Oh man, I cannot wait
2: to watch this game. This is like Brady Manning. This is just sit back and watch. I honestly, I don't know. I think these teams are so similar. What you have is you have incredible quarterbacks. You have one main receiving threat for each team, right? For the Bills, it's Stefan Diggs. For the Chiefs, it's Travis Kelsey. And I actually think in this game Spence. You have underrated rushing attacks on both sides. I think it's incredibly important for the Chiefs to run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco. He's a power runner. He can help take pressure off Mahomes from having to make a Superman-type play every single time. And the Bills, I feel like, started to get on track offensively after they fired Ken Dorsey. And they started using James Cook more as a runner and as a receiver. I think the ground games for both of these teams
1: are important to what the quarterbacks eventually end up doing. So this could very well for all of the Manning Brady kind of reasons you mentioned, not just of the divisional week, but of the entire NFL postseason, this might be my favorite game that I anticipate happening. Like give me the rematch of Buffalo and Kansas city from when Spence loves talking about, uh, 13 seconds for Patrick Mahomes, right? That that's all Mahomes needs in order to to ice the game. Give me that rematch coming off a rematch earlier in the season by the way when the Bills beat the Chiefs 20 to 17. That was the game that was it Kadarius Tony who yeah. I who has pissed me off all season like starting <laughs> in week 1 Kadarius Tony made the list and then he dropped a pass in this game, and then he was offensive offsides on the pitch from Travis Kelsey. Potentially one of the best plays we were going to see in the 2023 regular season, and it's screwed by Kadarius frickin' Tony. But there's a lot of big storylines heading into this game. So you mentioned it. It starts and ends with the quarterbacks. Who do you have more faith in as a quarterback?
2: Oh, this is such a hard question because my first instinct was actually to take Josh Allen. Josh Allen in the playoffs is amazing. He's he's better than Josh Allen in the regular season. People don't think about that. They only think about oh, Josh Allen sometimes turns the ball over. He actually turns the ball over less in playoff games than he does during the regular season. But if I say Josh Allen, then I'm
1: picking against friggin' Patrick Mahomes. So you just put me in a box here, Chris. Well, climb your way out of the box and make your pick. Are you saying you have – again, it's not talking about the pieces around. It's not talking about the teams or who you think is going to win. It's just the quarterback. You, you talked about the quarterbacks earlier. You said the one you have the least faith in might be Lamar Jackson. But in this game, who do you have the least faith in or who do you have the most, however you want to frame it? Which quarterback you taking? I
2: guess I'll go Josh Allen only And maybe I'm being biased by his incredible 52-yard touchdown run last week. But Mahomes doesn't look to hurt the defense that way. When Mahomes runs, he, he stabs you in the heart. Because it's usually like third and seven and he runs for eight. Or it'll be third and five and he runs for six. When Josh Allen takes off, Josh Allen's looking to run for all of it. And they're both amazing as passers. I'm really splitting here hairs here. So I'll go Josh Allen, but it's very, very slight.
1: So what you just said is you think Patrick Mahomes is not a good NFL postseason oh, quarterback. That's it. what you just said. That is an insane take stance for you to say that you were betting against Patty Mahomes in the playoffs. That's wild, and I'm not going to do it. So, Spence, I love you. I'm sorry. Baby, come back. But I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs this week. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I think that, you know, gun to your head, give me Mahomes as a better quarterback. I get everything you say that that Allen can do with his legs, but the threat of even picking up those seven yards on third and seven and defenses have to respect that a little bit means Patrick Mahomes is in going to sling the ball 60 yards while he's laying on his back sidearm. That's what ends up happening with Mahomes. So, yeah, it might not be with his legs, but Mahomes will kill you in the same way on bigger chunk plays. The question is just going to be if people like Kadarius Toney can catch the damn ball. Do you have any faith that Kadarius Toney can catch the damn ball? No, he should be cut. Cut his ass now. But Travis Kelsey, the running backs who, you know, you mentioned before with Pacheco, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire, whoever it is. They're going to need other pass catchers who aren't their receivers to step up. So Travis Kelsey, their other tight ends, Noah Gray. You're going to have to see big games out of those players because you can't expect and rely on someone like Kadarius Toney right now. And we should give a shout out to the Chiefs defense as well. Second fewest points allowed
2: during the regular season. 17.3 second fewest yards allowed. Like Josh Allen's going to have to earn it against this team. We saw them shut down the high power Dolphins offense last week. Of course, I think they're going to get physical with Stefan Diggs. I Man, Josh Allen's going to have to be Superman in this one. The Chiefs D is not going to make it easy, but he's, as we've seen, he's capable of being Superman. So you can't even, like it. yes, it's going to be difficult, but clearly he can do it.
1: He can. And you mentioned last week against the Dolphins. Last week, we obviously – there were issues with the weather. The Bills and Chiefs, they're going to be on an even playing field as far yes. as weather and snow is concerned. Neither of them will have an excuse for that, which, by the way, that that's a whole separate question that I should get to later about your thoughts on domes. But Chiefs, Bills, you look at the play of the quarterback, you mentioned it earlier, largely equal. The home field advantage – Sure, that matters some. If this was in Arrowhead, I'd say that'd be a bigger deal. Not to just dunk on Bill's Mafia, because they're a great home field advantage. But I don't think it's going to be an impact in this game. It's never seemed to to bother a player like Mahomes. Well, he's never played on the road in the playoffs, though. That's true. This will be the first. He's always had a home field advantage all the way through. And I think this could be an opportunity for Mahomes to say, you know what, we're going to put that narrative to bed now. Right. So everyone has thought that, oh, well, what if he has to play on the road? All right, I'll do it. I'll have the just textbook Patrick Mahomes game and you guys can now shut the hell up.
2: I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there scared. I think, you know, if they lose, maybe some people will point to that. But I don't I don't think that's going to really be a factor. It's not like Patrick Mahomes has never played on the road before in crazy environments. Um, I just I'll say this. To both coaches, Andy Reid, Sean McDermott. Go for it on fourth down. Look at what happened to the Rams against the Lions, where the Rams got down in the red zone and they just kept kicking field goals. Forget that field goals are failures. I say it time and time again, you have to be aggressive in the game. Don't kick field goals. Go for it on fourth down. Put the ball in the hands of your best asset. And for both of these teams, as good as the Chiefs defense is, to me, their best asset is still Patrick Mahomes. The Bills' best asset is still Josh Allen. Do not turtle up in a
1: big spot. Well, I have zero fear that Andy Reid will be conservative in a postseason game. That's just not a thing. So the question is more going to be about the Bills. But I think Andy Reid, if it's fourth and one, it's if it's fourth and two, I think Andy Reid's going to pull the trigger and go for it. You know, he's going to have some crazy
2: play from like nineteen twenty, where the guys are like there's six guys in the backfield and they're shifting before the snap, and he'll he'll have at least one of those during the game.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure it'll come out in this game. Maybe he's saving it for later. But yeah, he's definitely been watching weird, like conference USA college football, and he's scouting high school football <laughs> and found some crazy play that he just saw. And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this in an NFL game now." Andy Reid, gonna Andy? How about Andy Reid's frozen mustache last week too? Oh, it's great! It's gr- uh, I'm I'm scared. There's something like there might have been a small animal in there that just passed away. <laughs> so. Hard. Shout-out to the small little baby birds or whatever that made a nest in Andy Reid's mustache. want to talk about touchdown scores because we talked about it for the Ravens game, and we mentioned Lamar Jackson as having, like, the fourth best odds as an anytime touchdown score. For this game, Josh Allen actually has the best odds to be an anytime touchdown score for the game, kind of, I'm assuming for the reasons you mentioned earlier, stats, at minus 120. Next highest would be Pacheco, the other player you mentioned, At plus plus 105 so what do you think when you see those odds i love both of those i think josh
2: allen is going to get down there at one point they'll try to run a play it won't work and then he's just going to go all right forget this i'm just i'm six five i'm a huge guy i'm fast i'm just taking this and sticking it into the end zone i would actually make both of those bets because pacheco like i said he's been really good for the chiefs a power runner Things get more difficult down in the red zone. You know, Kelsey's going to be like triple teamed down there. They don't really have any other threats. So I, I like both of those
1: guys to score a touchdown in this one. And you mentioned Travis Kelsey being triple teamed, but he's still Travis Kelsey. It's still the playoffs. He still has Patrick Mahomes. And because he's been triple teamed all season, the odds for him to score a touchdown are plus 140. That's wild. Wow. Like when the season first started, Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score was minus a gazillion. So at plus 140, even if you think he's going to be triple teamed, I still probably take that bet this week.
2: I don't, I can't remember the last time you could get plus money on a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. That is exactly. he's only had five this year though. Then, you know, this has not been the typical Travis Kelsey year. And can I just say it has nothing to do with Taylor. Oh, you know, it was coming. Stop that ridiculous narrative. It, we're blaming Taylor Swift for no, like you think none of the other players have girlfriends. You think Travis Kelsey never had a girlfriend during the season before this? Give me a break with that. No, that has nothing to do with it. Um That's, you know, plus plus one forty. I think I might have to put money on that too.
1: So typically you'll have the, the fun prop bets for a game like the super bowl, right? Like how many, Minutes or seconds is the national anthem. What colors the Gatorade that gets dumped by the winning team? Whatever it is, here's one for you: stats. Which is more, the number of rushing attempts by Isaiah Pacheco, or the number of shots of Taylor Swift? Mm, I'll say rushing attempts, but it's going to be close
2: because <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to get at least one or two before the game even starts. You're that's right. going to get that. You're going to get. The first catch Travis Kelsey has or drop or anything, you're getting another one right there. Anytime Kelsey does anything good, you're getting one. So if you think he's going to have like four catches in the game, that's going to be four Taylor Swift shots.
1: Yeah. So anytime he does anything good, anytime the Chiefs do anything good, if the Chiefs score a touchdown, they probably show her celebrating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anytime Kelsey does anything bad, if the Chiefs start losing and and you want to show stress Taylor Swift, she's just going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Mood ring, to whatever the the emotion is. They're just going to show her multiple times. Pacheco scores. Taylor Swift. You know. You know
2: what? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's convincing me now. Maybe I should uh, change my bet. That's pretty. That's pretty wild. Do you think the Chiefs will do one of those lateral plays like they tried to do against Buffalo?
1: Well, as long as Kadarius Tony's on the sideline, maybe so. Maybe we we strap up Taylor Swift and let her try to run the ball. Uh, but no, I, I don't think so. Now the tape's out on that. Uh, so it won't come quite as a surprise as when Kelsey did it. So going back to what we said earlier, I think Andy Reid probably has something else drawn up that he's just itching to be able to use in the game. He's used it once. He can't do it again. Does anybody in this game have more pressure on them than
2: Kadarius Toney? I feel like he's got to go out. He's got to be perfect, man.
1: God help him if he drops a pass. So – what do you do in that scenario? If you're Patrick Mahomes, you're a great teammate, you love your team, but he has let you down multiple times, both just in formation, not even when the ball's thrown his way, and or when the ball is thrown his way. Like I can't even count the number of key drops he's had this season. So, do you say, "You know what? We're going to let my my player redeem himself in one of the biggest games?" Or do you say I'm staying far away from that and uh not even going to risk a playoff game in the hands of Kadarius Toney.
2: The problem for the Chiefs is your other options are Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Miko Hardman, Richie James. I mean, like, Rashi Rice. Richie rice? Yes. He, and he kind of has emerged a little bit. So clearly I think he's going to get the bulk of the targets from the wide receivers. I don't know. I, if you're Andy Reid, I don't think you can let, Kadarius Tony drag you down again, right? If you're going to go down, okay. But you can't let that guy drag you down after him being the reason that you lost to Buffalo earlier in the year.
1: Well, here's the other thing I'll say. If you can find on DraftKings or otherwise uh, a prop bet for Kadarius Tony one catch or more, like over half a catch on the Chiefs opening drive, it wouldn't shock me for something quick his way just to try to get that little bugaboo out of his system. So whether it's a rushing attempt or a quick pass, I think there's a solid chance Kadarius Tony touches the ball in the first Chiefs drive. He
2: was inactive against the Dolphins, so maybe that's our clue.
1: Yeah, so again, that that's one of the two routes you're going to go. It's it's either get him involved, let him redeem himself for everything or just stay far far away looks like maybe they'll just stay far far away you you
2: can't blame them at this point like it's just been too many times you can't do it you know there's there's losing and then there's losing by trying to jam a
1: square peg into a round hole you can't do it if you're Andy Reid don't do it Andy all right uh across the AOC games we mentioned both now is there anything else any big storylines that you're aware of that we need to touch on? I'm wondering if Sean
2: McDermott loses, especially losing to that team again. Could the Bills make a coaching change? I mean, you've got Jim Harbaugh out there. You've got Bill Belichick out there. You've got Pete Carroll out there if you wanted to go that route. There are some names available. Could
1: Sean McDermott get fired if the Bills lose? Yeah, so that's a good question. I wonder what Spence's take is. I think that he did enough to salvage a postseason berth and not just a postseason season berth, a divisional win, right? They ended up stealing the division at the last second by beating the Dolphins. So there was a period where the bills were getting written off like, Oh, they're not even going to make the playoffs this year. So I think he did enough with his team and turn things around enough to where he's probably safe another year. And even losing to that team and that quarterback again, probably won't do it despite the names you've mentioned. But it wouldn't shock me if they let him go because they might need someone, right, as the as the proverbial just whipping boy to to take to be the scapegoat for another loss. But I don't know who other on the coaching staff, another interim offensive coordinator, someone else they can just say it was all their fault. But I think the head coach is going to stick around. I don't know. I think Spence would tell you if they lose, McDermott should be gone.
2: I. I'm not ruling it out, especially when, you know, everybody says, well, who are you going to get? What's well, like? Well, there are plenty of alternative names out there. You know, if you were thinking of making a coaching change, that's part of what you have to factor in. If you're Buffalo, right? It's like, who's available this year. Whereas if we wait one more year and do it, then, you know, there might not be as attractive names out there. So I'm just saying that has to be a factor. I still think the Cowboys are going to make a coaching change. I still think the Eagles are going to make a coaching change. So maybe some of those names come off the market, but I wouldn't rule it past the Bills to fire Sean McDermott if they lose.
1: So, well, let's end on that before we go then. Real quick stats, tell me where you think some of the major names that are available end up next season at head coach.
2: I think Jim Harbaugh is going to the Chargers. I think that that's the guy they've wanted to hire all along. Harbaugh is a West Coast guy. I think he'll end up with Justin Herbert, which will probably be exciting for Justin Herbert, although I think people overstate Harbaugh's quarterback credentials a little bit. He's never had a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like, wow. How are you a quarterback whisperer if you've never even had a quarterback make the Pro Bowl? So that's a thing. Um, I think that if the Eagles fire Nick Sirianni, I think Belichick may end up there. But I wouldn't rule Belichick also going to Dallas. I think Belichick will be in the NFC East, whether it'll be Philly or whether whether it'll be Dallas. I didn't think he could work with Jerry Jones, but apparently they get along. This is what I'm hearing. So... Maybe I was wrong about that, but I think he ends up in the NFC East.
1: Yeah, I think that Jerry Jones sells his soul to the extent that uh, he would not want to work with Bill Belichick after what's happened to the Cowboys and they haven't won a playoff game. Was the stat I saw in like 15 years something ridiculous.
2: They haven't been to the conference title game since
1: 1995. Yeah, that is just absolutely wild for teams that have been this talented for I picked the Cowboys last week. Spence, Spence knew better, but I thought the Cowboys were going to win. They didn't. So shout out to Jordan Love and, and the Packers. But I think Jerry Jones saw what happened and is going to make a massive change and will sell his soul to the devil. Uh, and Bill Belichick will be the coach of America's team.
2: You can't run it back if you're the Cowboys. Like, if you're
1: Mike McCarthy, how are you going to get in front of the,
2: all those guys next year and – convince them that it's going to be any different like how many times do we need to
1: see this movie before we realize the ending is not going to change exactly and on that note the ending doesn't change patrick mahomes josh allen playoff football patrick mahomes probably taking the w ending doesn't change bills fans sorry spence it is what it is at this point but on that note stats hit us with the outro and take us home